Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. edition of the Night Report Podcast. I'm your co-host Mike Broadbent. Joining me once again is Richie Schneider and Chris Nowaski. Guys, we are going to talk season predictions today. You guys put an article out on the site. We're going to go through game by game and give our thoughts on what, how Rutgers' chances look uh, for each game. Uh, but first, this podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. You can find reviews for news and news in every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Uh, you can head over to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join. Make your first sports bet. Uh, use the promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. 2-0 and on BetOnline, baby. 2-0. Oh, I don't yeah? mean to brag, I don't mean oh, to brag awesome. but UConn plus 28 was a lock. <laughs> um, it almost so wasn't it was with, uh, with Roberson going down. They, they found know, a creative way to blow a 14-point lead. Yeah, I was getting nervous at one point. but uh, And then Vanderbilt minus 11 versus Hawaii. Easy money. Nice. I'm rooting for my guy, Easy. AJ Blazek, down there. So, got to kind of show some love there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anything. Anyway, anyway, geez, I can't talk. We're also sponsored by Adam Goldman. Um, if you're kind of bored of that like typical cubicle job and just sitting in that little corner of the office every day, uh, just reach out to Adam Goldman. He's a franchise, uh, the franchise coach is his name, his nickname. Um, he's an experienced entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, geez, that's a hard word. Um, <laughs> he's a Jersey-born guy, Watchung Hills alum, Night Report member, Scarlet Knights fan, fan franchise veteran. Uh, he kind of just uses his expertise to kind of help others find their own type of American dream. So, I mean, if you're interested in starting your own business, uh, reach out to him, uh, franchisecoach.net, or you can give him a call, 844-800-3726. It's 844-800-3726, the franchise coach. Boom. That was the best one I did yet. Yeah, you're getting better at that. Uh, it's not easy to, to read these scripts uh, live either. So No. Uh, well, on to the, the content here, guys. So... <laughs> Season preview. Uh, obviously, our first game is this upcoming weekend, Saturday versus Boston College. I want to talk high-level stuff with you guys first off. Obviously, the schedule this year is tougher than last year. Do you think this team is better overall as a team than last year? More talented, higher potential. Chris, I'll let you go first with that one. Um, that's, that's actually... <laughs> Get foot off the bat, guy. I think we got a little hardball here. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go that maybe last year's was more talented. That that that's really really tough to say. But I mean, you got a couple guys that are in the NFL now doing well. You know, fadukasi has been been doing well in Tampa. You know, Bull Mel and Pacheco might be the starting starting running back for the Chiefs. So, I mean, there was some NFL talent last year that a lot of veteran guys. Um, I think I think this year's team. Like, uh, I think they're, like, on the cusp of, of developing into something great, I guess you could say. Um, but maybe maybe they're not right quite at their level. 
and uh, you know, combined with the with with the schedule and everything that that they have, um, I think you might see some some rough patches. But uh, you know, overall, I think the season will go will go pretty well. Just you know, I think I think last year's team was I think just just a little bit better, a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think you're spot on with that. Like, it's not—it's no question that they lost a lot of talent. I know um, mm-hmm. record doesn't say this team was talented last year with only five wins, but uh, Fadokasi's doing great. Pacheco's doing great. Bo Melton was your top receiver for the past three seasons, four seasons. What? I don't even remember at this point. Five seasons, four seasons, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, you, you like lost a ton of guys. Like, it's—it's it's no question that this. Uh, this team isn't as good. Are they younger? Could they be better? Yeah, of course. Potential-wise, like I think their potential is much higher, but they're just—they're nowhere near there yet. Um, the linebacker core alone is nowhere near what it was last year. Um, defensive line, you can argue, is a little bit uh, better per se. You also lost your top pass rusher. People keep forgetting that Mohamed Toure isn't here anymore. Like, and he—I know he didn't have mm-hmm. the the numbers to back him up, but he still had what four and a half sacks, like, and led the team with that. Four and a half. So, I mean, you, mm-hmm. you lost him. You lost your top two linebackers, top three linebackers. And Ty- Tyreek Maddox-Williams looks good in the NFL. I forgot about him, too. Yeah. Um, yeah I saw he was the highest-graded defensive player on PFF for week two in the preseason. Which is yeah, cool. and then yeah. Trey Avery is, like, borderline making a roster. Like, I know it's probably practice squad at the end of the day. He didn't get cut yet from what I saw um, mm-hmm. I, I, when we're recording this. But, uh, I mean, there's a lot of talent they lost, on, especially on defense. It's going to be hard to replace these guys. And then uh, offense, too, uh, top rusher, top receiver. Um, offensive line, you lost your left tackle. Like, <laughs> you're, you're, I know everyone wants to talk about BC starting five new linemen. Rutgers is starting four new linemen. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's, it's tough. So let's kind of fold that right into the opening game. So we're playing Boston College on Saturday in Chestnut Hill. It's a noon game. Rutgers is a seven and a half point dog right now. How do you guys see that game going? Uh, you want to go first or me? Or you want to just flip flop? No, good, good, good. Seven and a half points. I, yep. I know people don't want to hear it. I'm, I'm pro- I might, might take BC in the points. Like I think BC wins this game. Um, I don't think there's a question about it. BC is more experienced. They have an NFL quarterback, which Greg just said today. I think you could also mm-hmm. argue they have an they have an NFL running back who just ran for a thousand yards. They have an NFL wide receiver in Zay Flowers, who's a stud. Um, yeah, they're starting new linemen, but like people act like this was out of nowhere. Like five linemen just got hurt. Yeah, they lost their top guy in Christian Mahogany, who was like number two on Mel Kuyper's draft board for guards. But they still were. They, some of these guys are still studs. Like they're four star, four star, four star, four. Oh, look, another four star. Like it's they recruited pretty well over the past couple seasons under Halfley and. Um, I just think uh, Rutgers' offense has to. Uh, I need to see it. I need to see it. Prove you got to prove it to me that you can actually get yardage down the field. And then you're going to tell me this Rutgers' offense that lost their top receiver, top rusher, maybe their best lineman, um, is going to be all of a sudden start going up and down the field against a decent BC team? Like, I, I don't know. I, I like BC right now a lot. Like, I think it's hard to root against them. And there's a reason Vegas has it at seven and a half. Put it like that. Yeah, I know. I know Rutgers has played Boston or hasn't played. I know actually they played Boston College a couple years ago in 2019. You know, Boston College won that game. Um, overall, Rutgers. I mean, Boston College is 26 and one against Rutgers. Rutgers last one in 04. Um, they obviously hadn't played since 04. Uh, you know, before 20 before the 20, before the 2019 game. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I'm actually gonna gonna probably pick Rutgers in this one. 
Um, I think I think Rutgers will, do, will be improved on offense. Um, I think their their defensive line. I think I know Shannon said they run about ten deep. Um, I think they'll be able to keep keep those guys fresh and they're really talented. I know I know I know Richie kind of alluded to earlier about guys have a lot of p- potential and I think maybe maybe this is too early to see the potential in a lot of the position groups. Um, but uh, just overall, I think Rutgers will will be prepared. Um, I mean, I think obviously Shannon wants to get this one. You know, everyone's being very, very, very uh, you know cautious this summer about you know the information and everything like that. I think I think they really I think they really want this one. Um, you know, if Rutgers wants to go to a bowl game, they have to win this game, right? You know, that's just the math. That's just playing in the Big Ten. Um, so I mean, I think I think Rutgers is going to come out swinging and. And and usually Rutgers does well in season openers under Shiano. So they you know you've seen that the past two years. You know Michigan State especially a couple years ago. Um, so yeah, I mean um, obviously I'm not surprised that Boston College is favored. Um, you know I I would think they they would be, um, but don't count out Rutgers in, the, in in this one. This is a big reason why I have Rutgers winning uh, the amount of games that that they do was because I think they're going to uh, you know beat Boston College this weekend. So I kind of agree, Chris, that. Opening week in college football is kind of like it's a tone setter in a lot of ways. Like you only have a very limited amount of information. There's so many guys that get turned over each year. Boston College, their offensive line's totally replacement, and it's one thing if they got a bunch of transfers who were starters at a lower level or guys who had played a lot in their careers. But most of these guys are either redshirt freshmen or redshirt sophomores. They have a combined four starts across the five projected offensive linemen they have in their entire careers. So I think you got a very green offensive line. You got a very veteran-laden defensive line for Rutgers. You got a guy who's very familiar with the offensive coordinator and John McDolty and what he likes to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a, a defense that's going to be aggressive. We don't really know what the defense is going to look like under Harris Simiak. I know under Rob Smith it was just like this vanilla garbage that wasn't ever going to succeed no matter what kind of players you had unless it was like an Ohio State defense. Do so I really do see this as a big measuring stick game for Rutgers. And I, I'm going to pick Rutgers here too because the big, obviously, X factor is their quarterback play is probably going to be better than our quarterback play. So we need to put pressure mm-hmm. early and often on their quarterback Uh not, his name's slipping my mind, but he's actually very good. Phil um, yeah, Phil Jerkovich. Sorry, I've been doing a lot of research on BC. I don't know why, it just kind of escaped my mind at the moment. Another kind of interesting wrinkle is Pat Garwo, their their star running back. He's a very good runner, but he's not a great receiver or a pass blocker either. Mm-hmm. So if he he's literally like one of the worst pass blockers according to PFF from last year. Yeah, his grade was like a 16 out of 100. So if we get enough pressure on them, like. They basically got a turnstile at running back. So it's going to be – that's going to be where the game's won and lost, in my opinion. Rutgers defensive line versus Boston College's offensive line. Because Boston College, I don't really feel like they have a standout on defense. They have a pretty undersized defense that's not very fast. They do have a really good secondary. But I I see Rutgers pulling this one out. I just see Greg finding a way. I I could tell you after talking to the BC Rivals guy, one name to watch, and and I'm probably going to mispronounce the fuck out of this one, Donovan Iziruaku, Raku, or whatever. I, I don't know. He's an edge rusher from uh, Williamstown, New Jersey. Um, they, they've been hyping him up all camp, apparently, and he's he's going to be the their go-to edge guy. So he's very confident that this is going to be his breaking out party. Um, you'll read more about that in our Q&A with him later this week. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're very confident in him. And then, um, obviously, they're confident in their offense. They think this O-line, regardless of new guys or not, it's still going to be – a pretty damn good off offensive line. Uh, not maybe not great, but 
enough to protect Dirk Jerkovich and showcase his NFL ability. I think he's what, like number QB six or seven on Mel Kuyper's board, something like that. So, I mean, it's not like mm-hmm. he's a pushover by any means. Um, and on top of that, um, I mentioned it before the pod to you guys. Like, Halfway's like, he's very hyped for this game. I can tell you that much. Like, Yeah, I hear there's he a is, bit uh, of shit talking going on in there in, internally. That the, yeah, you know. a little bit. I mean, uh, not, it, it, I mean, of course, this is his, this guy like was his mentor at one point. Like for a couple years at Tampa Bay and Rutgers. If you could beat him, mm-hmm. like that's like, that's like, wow, I'm surpassed. It's, you're surpassing the master. Like that's. That's huge. It's like Fleck in Minnesota, and now we got Halfway at uh, yeah. Boston College, and this—I mean, if Halfway's going to get a better job, without a doubt, and then this would just be another notch in his belt in order for, for his resume in order to get that next job. So this is this is a big game for Halfway. This is a big game for Rutgers. It's it's going to be interesting, and there's a ton of Jersey guys on both sides. I think the Jersey guys at BC are kind of going to be like, you know what, this is it. Let's let's prove them why we went here instead of Rutgers or whatever. So. It's going to mm-hmm. be an interesting game. Yeah, plus you got two and, starters. And aside, and aside from Halfley, sorry. No, you got two projected <laughs> starters on Rutgers who are BC transfers too. Or maybe not two project, two big impact guys, I should say, between Langan, who's probably the starter, and Ireland Brown, who's going to be one of the probably top 10 offensive linemen. <clears throat> yeah. They both I mean, um, BC. It's, it's interesting. They're, those guys are going to be hyped too. And I know uh, Greg mentioned it in the presser. Like, Ireland Brown, you, you got to like calm him down a little bit because he's going to be very hyped in this game. Greg said word for word, this guy touches the ball every single play. Like, you, you got to, like, tone it down a little bit. I know he's – you see him in, on Instagram and social media. Like, he's already pretty hyped. But now for this game, it's like, <laughs> ooh, an extra level of, like, confidence going in there. Yeah, I, I talked to Ireland Brown last week about it. He was – he was you know, like you said, he was pretty pumped to be playing them. Um, You know, he didn't run – he didn't give, you know, you know Boston College, you know, any bulletin board you know, material about, you know – Oh, I want to. I want to beat them, but you know, obviously, you know, he's he's going to be choose to go up against his, his former team. Another interesting wrinkle. Uh, so that Dominique or Donovan Izariku uh, from Boston College was Aaron Lewis's high school teammate at Williamstown. So there you go. Cool. Another it's, connection it's there. Be, uh, it's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting game. They got Jersey guys starting all throughout that defense. So. Yeah, and the, and there's and there's other you know you know guys on staff that coach under Shiano or, or played at Rutgers. You know, you know, Tem Tem Lukabu, uh, probably you know, probably probably butchered his name there. Uh, you know, Steve Sim Steve Simco, uh, Saban Huggins. You know, obviously John McNulty too. So there's a lot of a lot of guys that have coached at Rutgers or coached at Tampa under Shiano. So obviously they're familiar with each other. Um, obviously, you know, I know Shiano said earlier in training camp actually he was asked about it how, you know, they kind of. <clears throat> They kind of learn things along the way, so you can't really, you know, go back and be like, oh, well, you know, he's, he's going to do this, this, or that. Um, but, you know, just having that familiarity, you know, with each other always helps. And, of course, you know, nobody wants to lose against somebody you know, so I'm sure that also plays a factor. For sure. Uh, let's move on to the next game. Uh, this one, well, I don't really think you need to talk too much about. This is uh, the, op- the home opener against <laughs> Wagner. Let's not talk about whether we're going to win or lose because I'm pretty sure we're all going to just say it's going to be a blowout. Uh, what do you want to see out of this game in terms of what the team does? Do you want to see them just playing young guys? Do you want to see them just escaping without injuries? Uh, I mean, yeah, honestly, you, you kind of just hit the nail on the head with both of those. This is a team that I think, yeah. what, has like two wins over the past like couple years. It's like maybe three wins. I forget what it is exactly, but... Uh, yeah, don't do anything crazy. Get the lead. Get a 14-point, 21-point lead in the first quarter. And then just, just play it smart. Run some uh, – basically run it like a practice. 
at that point. If you're up big enough, get, let's get Simon some reps. Let's get Wimsat some reps. Let's get Vedral some reps. Let's get everyone reps. Like, the young guys. Um, this is going to be their one game where you, you're getting live game reps. And Shiano mentioned it again today with the linebacker core. And it's all about reps, rep, repetition. Obviously, don't get those guys hurt because they're, they're already depleted. But be very careful with them. <laughs> yep. Bubble wrap the fuck out of them. Maybe don't even play a linebacker in the second half. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you have that many defensive linemen, figure something out there. Um, but, yeah, no, I think you just be smart. You get the lead. You, you walk out of here with a 21-point win, a 28-point win, whatever it is. Maybe more if you really want to be a dickhead, but it's, there's really no point. Yeah, yeah. this is like, you know, a, a, a basketball team playing the cupcakes in the early season. You know, this is, you know, you, you, you want to obviously win. Uh, you know, I, it also would be good to get, you know, all the young guys in. Um, you know, especially if they want a redshirt, this is probably one of the four games that they can get in and, you know, see some meaningful playing time and, uh, you know, get their feet wet too. For sure. All right, let's move on to the next game. Rutgers is going down 95 to play Temple at the link. Uh, Temple has been picked last to finish last in the AAC conference this year. Uh, this is another one of those games where, you kind of if if there were like three wins on the schedule, this is certainly one of them. Uh, I don't know if we need to talk about this matchup too too long, but I guess we could just kind of copy paste what we just talked about. We just want to see, you know, young guys get some action. You know, they get a taste of a road environment. Yeah, what, we're, on this? we're gonna know a lot about this Temple team after Week One. It's gonna be the same thing with Rutgers. We'll know a mm. lot after Week One. They played Duke Week One. Um, they have an interesting uh, – they just released the depth chart today. Obviously, a new coaching staff. Adam Shire from Rutgers is down there for out of notable names. But Stan Drayton and his staff, um, first year, uh, it just – it seems like they might be okay. Not bad, not good. Like, they weren't good last year, so, I mean, you can't really get much worse. I think they had one conference win. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm intrigued to see how they do against Duke because this is two first-year head coaches going against each other. Uh, if they put up a fight fight against Duke, I wouldn't be shocked if they put up a fight against Rutgers. Like it's not like they're the worst team in the world out of nowhere, but I still think Rutgers wins. I just don't know. I think they'll put up a fight. That's all I'm saying. So before y'all go crazy and chop my head <laughs> off, but uh, it's it's going to be an interesting game, I think. Early at least. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. I mean, t- Temple's not a bad team, and. You know, Rutgers, you know, this is what this is a game that, again, Rutgers needs to have if it wants to have a chance at the bowl game. So, mm-hmm. you know, Rutgers is going to have to have to be, be, be ready to go. Um, I, I think I think you and I are both are both going to make the trip to Temple. So yeah. that'll be that'll be good to see the team down there. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think I heard that this the same starting quarterback that put against Rutgers last year is starting again. So yep. um, obviously Rutgers had a lot of success against him. So. Uh, maybe they could just copy and paste the uh, you know you know game plan a little bit, but um, yeah, I mean obviously you know you know Rutgers is gonna have to play well and uh, yeah. Yeah, interestingly enough, there I, I know I said Adam Shire's the only connection, but I I just realized mm-hmm. Preston Brown, the former Woodrow Wilson head coach, is down there. Uh, Jafar Williams, the former wide receivers coach, is their their wide receivers coach, and then uh, Marvin Questador, who I completely forgot about, coached with uh, Shiano back in the day at. Uh, mm. At Rutgers, I think he was a GA in like 2007, 2008. Um, and mm-hmm. I know he's a guy that we mentioned on the board a million times over the past season because he was a name that really wanted that DB's job. Obviously, he didn't get it, and they chose uh, to promote Lascari and bring in. Um, I can't coach. Who the hell is the other coach? 
I can't Orphy. Orphy. Coach. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Orphy? Yeah, Mark Orphy. So, um, but yeah. yeah, honestly, a lot of connections here, and like like you said, maybe a close game at first, but probably probably end up with a pretty significant Rutgers win. Yeah, and and it's also a good test, you know, being being on the road too. You kind of kind of get to feel that out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, the same thing as Boston College, you know, week one. So yeah. So up next, we have the Big Ten home opener, and that's against Iowa. So. I was not the greatest offense, but they do have a lot of really good defenders this year. I would say they're borderline elite on defense uh, between, uh, I think his name's Jack Campbell, their starting linebacker, and Riley Moss. They're both first-team All-Americans. Uh, if So if Chris and I at this point have Rutgers at 3-0, this game's a TBD in terms of the time. This could be a really, really big atmosphere. Like I don't know if you guys remember last year at the beginning of the Ohio State game. That was almost a sellout, like pretty loud. It got really quiet really quickly, though. Uh, how do you guys see this game going? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I forgot I was on mute. Um, yeah, it's it's they're two and one. I think Iowa's probably going to handle them pretty easily. Um, now, am I, is it going to be like a blowout? No, because I think this is going to be similar to that Michigan game where it was like twenty thirteen. I think it was twenty two thirteen, not twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think um, Iowa's offense is okay. I think, like you said, their defense is phenomenal. And uh, as we know, again, I, I need this offense, this Rutgers offense, to prove it to me before I believe I get any type of hope whatsoever. Until I see that, I, I mean, I'm I'm going to be uh, seeing is believing. I'm going to be in the, the other side of the things, and I'm going to say that Rutgers offense isn't isn't there yet. So I, I hate to say it, but uh, I think that Iowa takes this one. Yeah, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna agree with everything you said. I think Iowa's defense is just going to be too tough for Rutgers, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Rutgers has to prove it on offense, like exactly like you said. So, um, Iowa played really well last year on defense. They've, you know, they were. I think they were what, like top ten, top five in the country. You know, at one point in the rankings, and like a lot of that, a lot of that was because of the way the defense played. And um, actually, I just did a uh, college football draft yesterday, and uh, Iowa's my starting defense. So, I wonder how many, uh, how many fancy points I'll get. I'll get that week. So, <laughs> hopefully, not many. Um, yeah. I mean, if right. I hate to say it, but if they're three and zero, like there's there's a shot. Put it like that. If they're mm-hmm. not three and zero, then we're probably talking yeah. another loss, in my opinion. Yeah, because Iowa starts off uh, their first three weeks of the season. They play San Diego. Sorry, not San Diego State. Uh, South Dakota State. Then they play home against Iowa State, and then they play home against Nevada. So the Rutgers game is actually the first road game of the season for them. They they open up with three straight mm. at home. Huh. Yeah, interesting. That could play. It could play a factor. I mean, yeah. like that's kind of what I talked about with with Temple and Boston College. They'll have, you know, Rutgers will have experience playing on the road at at that point, and as you know, for the week after Iowa. So, so let's just recap here. I have this game as a loss. Richie, you got it as a loss. Chris, you got it as a loss. All right. So Richie's got him yeah. at two and two. I got him at three and one. Chris has him at three and one. This leads us into a big time matchup with the Buckeyes and the Shoe. I'm not even going to go too far into this one. I don't think we really need to go far into this one. Uh, You're going to see a lot of Kyle McCord. Put it like yeah, that. I, I, I don't <laughs> think Rutgers even would have a 1% chance of winning this game. Um, nope. Kyle McCord comes in second quarter. Everyone's like, oh, my God, the future. And there we go. <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah we, yeah, yeah, we can move along. Yeah, so I got him at 3-2. and two. Richie's got him at 2-3. and three. Chris has him at 3-2. and two. This opens up uh, a very interesting game. So Rutgers is playing at home on a short week on a Friday night. 
versus Nebraska. Now, Nebraska's been doing Nebraska things to start the season. Uh, I don't know if anyone watched the game at Dublin from this past oh. weekend. Uh, Nebraska, uh, one of the more inexplicable things I've seen in a football game recently, uh, where they're up 11 in the second half. They go for an onside kick. Northwestern recovers it. They score on a short field, and then Nebraska doesn't score the rest of the game and end up losing. Uh, when they, I think they were like 16-point favorites in that one too, Nebraska. Mm, yep. Mm. So Nebraska is, uh, I mean, Scott Frost entered the season on a red hot seat, and now it's basically like he has a some kind of clause in his contract where after a certain date, if he gets fired, the uh, the buyouts like significantly reduced. So it wouldn't surprise me if that countdown has just kind of started. I'm glad uh, you brought that and, up. And and Richie has a nugget for I'm that. Glad for you it. brought that up. October first. It goes okay. from 15 mil to 9 mil. October 7th, the game right after that drops. Oh, Rutgers. okay. Rutgers has a chance to put the nail in the coffin here. Will they? I I don't know, but probably not, in my opinion. I think that they're still a pretty decent team. I think he's going to bounce back. I don't think you're ever going to onside kick again for the rest of the season if you're Nebraska, <laughs> even if the game's on the line. I don't care. You don't do it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. This is a tough one. Um, I mean – They've lost seven straight games with all seven losses coming in a single digit, and it's the first team to ever do that. Yeah, that's that's a ridiculous stat. Like, now, mind you, if you look at the stats alone, like if you want to play devil's advocate here, Casey Thompson still threw for a shit ton of yards. I know he had two interceptions and one touchdown. Still threw for a ton mm-hmm. of yards. They're still they're still a decent team. They were predicted, but to win the Big Ten West by a couple people, including our uh, infamous board member Kick, and then uh, as well as Kirk Herbstreit. Um, so, I mean, those, those are two pretty notable names together in the same sentence. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I still think they're a pretty good team. I, I don't think that's a question. They had a 100-yard rusher. They had a 100-yard receiver in this game. Uh, mm-hmm. Is Northwestern better than we think? Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. But yep. I still think North, Nebraska is still pretty good. Um, I, I do think that in the end they're still going to pull away with this victory and they'll, they'll probably get another single-digit loss or single-digit win. I think it's going to be a single-digit mm-hmm. win for them, but – uh, I hate to sound like Mr. Negative over here, but it's it's not 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 good. I mean, a lot of people are gonna yell at me in the comments now. Yeah, I think Rutgers yeah, is I'm a kind, kind of a... personally. Ooh, okay. I'm I'm actually gonna pick pick Nebraska too in this one. Um, you know, one of the, I kind of I kind of pick. I did like a, a a standings prediction. You know, before the season during the summer, and I had Nebraska fairly high in the standings. You know, like. I th- I, th- I think Richie mentioned it, how they lost a bunch of games by by a touchdown or less last season. I really thought that they were gonna, um, you know, turn the tables this season, and then it literally happened again. So I mean, I don't know what's gonna really happen the rest of the way, but um, yeah, I think Nebraska just has is is the more talented team right now, and uh, they're more equipped in to be to battle in the Big Ten and 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 to beat Rutgers. Um, they have they have more talent at quarterback, uh, you know, and a guy like Ramir Johnson who played really well last season from from Nebraska didn't, didn't even like get any, any any touches, you know, on Saturday, which I'm not really sure why. Um, but what yeah, I, I think it's it just was overall, a disciplinary there. issue. He was uh, he, there was okay, an issue at okay. practice and he got suspended for the game. Okay, okay, but yeah, I mean that I, I, again, I think the thing Nebraska just just a better team. Uh, I mean, maybe there's distraction around Scott, around the coach there, but or Scott Frost. I mean, maybe. Um, um, but yeah, I think. I mean, Friday. I mean, I, I will say that Rutgers does play well on a week on weeknight games. You know, you, you got you got Louisville from years ago, South Florida from around the same time. 
Um, so, I mean, the, the, the fans will be ready. I don't care what the, what the record is. I think the fans will show up for Rutgers. Um, but, I mean, I mean I th- but at the end of the day, I think Nebraska is just a better team. I think they pull, I think they pull it out. Yeah. Uh, so, I agree that Nebraska is more talented. I'm wondering if they're just going to basically be already defeated halfway through the season because they play four straight home games coming up. Uh, so, this will be, like, really the first true road game. Like, you could say the, the doubling game was a road game. It's not, like. It's kind of an exhibition almost, but then I mean, you, you play the people. That was like a home game for them. It was like a home game, but also like it's a lot of people in yeah. like you know Lamar Jackson jerseys out there. There's a lot of people in like Bro. random. It's just like they have one opportunity to see American football, like big time American football year in Dublin, so they right. go and watch that game. Yeah. Um, but Nebraska plays Oklahoma at home before us. They play Indiana at home. They play Georgia Southern at home. They play North Dakota at home. If they lose two of those games, so Oklahoma and someone else, that's basically the final nail in Scott Frost's coffin. So I could just either see them like kind of going through the motions or just totally defeated. And if that's the case, that's when I see Rutgers having the shot. Uh, Talent-wise, though, I don't think there's any doubt, especially with all the, the big transfers Nebraska got this year, that they're more talented. But I do think Rutgers has a legitimate shot, being a night home game and Nebraska just basically like packing it in by that point in the season. Yeah. So I got this as a close loss. Richie, you got it as a loss. Yeah. Chris, you got it as a loss. So I got them at three and three at this point. Chris, you got them at three and three. Richie's got them at two and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, that leads into a bye week. So we'll have a bye between uh, Nebraska and between Indiana, which is also a home game. Indiana is arguably the worst team in the Big Ten this year. Rutgers somehow beat them 38-3 last year in a game that I think was a pick 'em or Rutgers was a, a slight underdog in. Yeah, uh, that game so. was in Bloomington. Mm-hmm. Um, Indiana has obviously lost Michael Pinnock Pinnock Jr. He's the uh, quarterback. Mm-hmm. He won the job at Washington recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a pretty easy win for Rutgers, honestly, at this point in the season. What do you guys think? I don't know if I'd say easy win. I think they win. I don't know if I'd say easy though, because Con- they have a new quarterback, Connor Basilak, out of Missouri, a transfer. Um, there's no joke. Uh, I know he technically hasn't been named the starter yet, although it looks like he will be. Um, they have a couple new offensive linemen as well. Uh, there's also a couple veterans. Um, I mean, I, I still think Rutgers wins this because you get a bye week of a break. You get everyone back healthy again, like fully 100%. Um, I know, obviously, mm-hmm. like that whole bye week. Like, you could be 100% during the season, but you're not really 100% playing each and every week. Um, so getting that bye week is huge. You get a lot more time to study film. Uh, yeah, and it, it's a home game, too, on top of that. Plus, like you said, they, they beat the shit out of them last year. So, I mean, I, I don't see why they won't beat them again this year. I don't know if it's going to be a blowout because I still think they're a pretty decent team. But uh, I do think they're going to win, like, probably like a touchdown spread, I would say it's around there. Yeah, I'm, I'm also going to pick Rutgers in this one. This is my, uh, you know, fourth win in the season. Um, I think, you know, like you said, Rutgers played really well last year. I was actually a little surprised how well they played against Indiana last year. Um, but, yeah, going by everyone's predictions in the preseason, uh, Indiana's, you know, likely to finish last in the Big Ten. Uh, maybe maybe they're surprised and play better. Um, obviously, that's why you play play the games. But um, I think just, just overall, coming off that bye week is, is, is going to be big. Um, you know, they're going to they're gonna be fresher. You know, it's, a, it's a home game again. So um, I think I think Rutgers uh, is going to win this one. And... Uh, Maybe you know, kind of, kind of get momentum back on their side. 
All right. So moving on, this is the start of a really rough four-game stretch for Rutgers where they play at Minnesota, home against Michigan, at Michigan State, and home against Penn State. I just kind of want to put this out there. Do you guys see them winning any of these four games? I'll start with you, Chris. Um, I have I have this as kind of kind of like a toss-up. Um, I think they have a shot against Minnesota. I think overall Minnesota will win. Um, but uh, this was this and probably probably uh, the Michigan or Michigan State game uh, were more quote unquote winnable for Rutgers. Um, but obviously, I have them at four and eight for the for the season overall. So I don't you know have them winning any any of these last co- a couple games. But uh, if they if I were to pick one where Rutgers had a shot, it would be uh, Minnesota. Um, you know they're not you know the upper echelon of the Big Ten. I think they'll do really well in, in the West. Um, but in terms of, you know, teams like Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan, they're not at that level. Um, obviously, the P.J. Fleck factor will be will be something to keep an eye on for Rutgers. Um, you know, maybe there's an added incentive, at, at, you know, for this game too. So, uh, but this is one game where Rutgers definitely has a shot, though. I'm going to say the opposite. I think Minnesota is a really good team this year. Tanner Morgan's obviously always been pretty good. Uh, Muhammad Ibrahim's a good mm-hmm. running back. They return their top four receivers. Offensive line is pretty much solidified. I think three or four guys returning there. Um, this is the Halloween weekend. Halloween weekend. Um, I, I just, I, I think that PJ Flex is going to give you nightmare fuel. Like he's, he's just a good coach at the end of the day. I think he had what nine wins last year. Um, yeah. I, I can't see him losing this one, especially it's the same thing as I said before with Halfley. That this game means a little more to PJ than most of the other ones on the schedule, just because it's it's your former mentor. And Greg Schiano, um, you have a, a lot of Rutgers guys on this staff as well. Uh, I, I do think that they're going to end up winning this one pretty easily. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think Rutgers is good enough to, to beat a quality Big Ten opponent on the road who's not incredibly banged up. So mm-hmm. I, I think Minnesota yeah. pulls this one off. Um, I don't really think we need to go into every game because I don't see them winning any of these four games in this stretch between Minnesota, Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State. Um, I do think if there was going to be a close game, it might be against Penn State, given it's late in the season. Penn State sometimes can, like, pack it in if, if they're, like, you know, 6-4 and four heading into, like, the final two weeks. They don't really have a whole lot to play for. Richie, you probably have a better idea of what they're going to be like this year. Um, but what do you think – do you guys think Rutgers could beat Maryland at, on the road? I don't know if they could stop Talia. Yeah, I, I don't think so Going back either. to the Penn State thing, like I hate, I hate to say it, but Penn State's going to be really good this year. Um, new offensive line over there, um, same OC, a lot of veterans, a lot of veterans. Um, they added a 1,500-yard receiver transfer in Mitchell Tinsley, who's phenomenal. I, yeah, I don't he's the West like, Kentucky guy, right? Yeah, I don't want to go too crazy like talking Penn State here, but – I I have them um, like my bold pick of the year for the Penn State football team is they're going to beat Ohio State this year. They're not going to win the Big Ten, but they're going to beat Ohio State this year. Well, wow. it's they're they're really well. good this season. A ton of running backs, wide receivers. I I have a t- tough time picking Rutgers over them. And then uh, the Maryland mm-hmm. game, I guess there's a shot. That's one that's like that rivalry week or whatever. Um, Maryland's such a weird team because their recruiting's been really bad. Loxley well, might not even be the coach at that point. For all we know, it seems like fans are starting to get pissed off down there. Um, you've taken a lot of people that, like you, you see, like a lot of Jersey guys that don't have Rutgers offers, and it's 
I mean, yeah, there's some big names that don't have Rutgers offers as well in Jersey, but there's just a lot of, like, kids that don't have committable offers anywhere else, and Locks is just like, yeah, I'll take them, I'll take them, I'll take them, and it's like, what, what are you doing? Like, A lot of his big recruits that he landed, too, have left. Like, a lot of the five, four, yeah. high four-star, both five-star type kids have, have transferred out, especially the kids from Florida, so it's, <clears throat> it's kind make of or break a weird situation. Him. Yeah, yeah. It's make or break. And Talia's phenomenally talented, but you're going to get beat the shit out of by Ohio State the week before. So now it's like, yep. I, I think that's one where I really think Rutgers has a legitimate shot at. Right now, I'm going to say no. But if you go midseason, re ask me again week six, week seven, and it might change my answer completely. I'm, at, I'm probably in the same boat. Exactly the last point you just made. I mean, I mean, I mean, look at, I mean, look at last year. Both teams were, you know, last game of the season. Both both teams needed a win to go to a bowl game, and you know, Rutgers. I mean, uh, Maryland absolutely destroyed Rutgers. Um, you know, the passing game just just ripped them apart. Um, I think I think maybe possibly that happens again. I don't know. They still have they still have Talia back. A lot of their receivers are back. Um, a lot a lot of guys in offense are really good. Um. So I mean, it's I think it might be a tough day again at the office again for Rutgers, um, but again, ask me you know if he if he ask me again that that week for that you know podcast something like that that that, that prediction you know maybe I'll change my mind, but um, yeah I mean right now I'm also gonna pay, pick Maryland, but uh, Rutgers definitely has your shot there though. So I kind of want to just play a quick game before we sign off here. Just give me oh, your guys' right. bull case. Tell me a story about what Rutgers has to do this year to get to six wins, what players have to break out, what kind of things have to break Rutgers' way to get to that point? Do you want to go first, Chris? So, so the first thing, I'll, I'll start real quick. So I know I'm so, – so the one – two things kind of mesh together. One, the offensive line really takes a step forward. They, they find a starting five, you know, backups that, you know, are really capable, and they really take the next step and play really well together. And then you know to go to go along that you know a quarterback really really shines maybe maybe Gavin Wimsett you know really you know you know he played a little bit last year but maybe he just you know improves so much that maybe we didn't see in practice maybe something clicks for him at some point during the season and uh, yeah so I mean I'll I'll start there you know just to start things off I mean I mean we talked about having having to see the offense uh, you know show show what show the offense need to show that they can score points. And uh, those are those are two big two big factors right there. Yeah, I, I know you kind of touched on the offensive line thing, so I'm not going to really go there because I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, wide receiver mm-hmm. core has to step up as well. Like, I mean, Taj Harris, there's a lot of hype behind him. He does he does have an 800 plus yard season in Syracuse. Syracuse sucks, so that kind of tells you like where where he is <laughs> and talent wise. Um, I mean, someone's got to step up on offense other than him. Sounds like Sean Ryan's been doing pretty well. He's got some pretty good hands, it sounds like. Uh, you got a tall receiver threat for a change, too. And then on defense, this is a whole totally new staff, so we really don't know what to expect out of the defense. I know we're, we're just kind of counting on the fact that, hey, it's a Shiano defense. It's got to be decent, at least. At the very least, is decent. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a new, new DC, new DBs coach, another new DBs coach, a new linebackers coach, new D-line mm-hmm. coach. Now there's a little bit of familiarity between some of these guys. Um, obviously, it sounds like D-line's pretty deep. DBs, there's like technically four on staff if you count. Lascari, Orphy, Shiano, and Harasimiak have all coached DBs at some mm-hmm. point. DJ Heatherman, the, it's linebacker core. If they could step up too and just come out of nowhere, and they, maybe Tyreen Powell is like that guy that we think he is. Um, and someone else, like a Deion Jennings, he starts showing life as a fifth-year guy, or maybe a uh, Anthony Johnson or a... 
Dario Giami or uh, Austin Dean, one of these guys steps up, and it's like, oh, holy shit, like, this, this team's, like, this defense is legit. I mean, Harris Simeon's well-known, we've said it before, as a uh, X and O specialist guy who can change schemes up immediately if need be. So maybe maybe he ends up being this shining gem that no one really knows about yet. Maybe Fleck knew about him. Maybe Shano knew about him. That's right. why he's here. And that, that yeah. could be the, the case. That's a great point, Richie, because that was a huge point of contention for a lot of Rutgers fans last year was how bad Rob Smith's schemes were. No, and if, if you show, if you have anything with like any sort of thought <laughs> behind them, you could just like a good, a good coach can get the most out of their players. Rob Smith was not getting the most out of his defense last year. So I do think that under the right scheme where Harris Simiak's using his players to their, their skill sets, I do think we could see a, a, a notable improvement from the defense, along with a lot of the young defensive linemen last year are now going to be much more relied on this year. And we get to really see what they're kind of made of, like Keontae Hamilton, Aaron Lewis, uh, Wesley Bailey. Like, There's a lot of talent on that line that if they can kind of gel together and really become disruptive, getting into mm-hmm. the backfield regularly, like causing, like not allowing, you know, even though we have a good secondary, a good secondary is only really as good as the pass rush because if you let mm-hmm. a quarterback have four or five seconds back there constantly, they're going to find open players. Mm-hmm. That's just the way college football is played. So mm-hmm. I think it all kind of starts with the trenches, like you guys are both alluding to, both offensive and defensive mm-hmm. line. And I think there's legit potential for both of them to kind of outshine what we think they might be. Um, yeah. I, I know you mentioned Rob Smith. I, I got to say it real quick before we end this. Temple plus seven versus Duke. You know damn well that they're giving Rob Smith the reins. Like somehow this guy still has can coach a defense. This guy's been fired like four or five times. Well, no, Duke uh, stole him from us. Remember, they definitely uh, yeah, came yeah, in that's... and stole him right out of our backyard. Oh no! Bye. Don't don't, 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 <laughs> don't no don't. Plus seven and then fifty one and a half overall. Oh, I'm I'm taking an under and I'm taking plus seven. Like ooh, that's that's my money pick for the week. When. One thing I so I just want to make one point about about you know how Rutgers get to six wins too. I know I know we didn't talk about it, but Rutgers places a lot of emphasis on special teams. They they work on it yeah. a ton in practice. Um, Rutgers might have the best all around special teams in the in the Big Ten. I mean, they got All American. You know Adam Adam Korsak. You know the the new kicker from Ireland, Jude uh, McDandamy, uh something like that. He's I mean he showed he showed he had a really big leg in training camp. Um, obviously, they have you know Aaron Cookshank and Josh Youngblood returning the kicks. So, um, I mean, they might be able to you know steal some points there in terms of you know big big returns or even touchdowns. And uh, you know maybe they're able to get you know longer field goals this this year. That was something that they weren't able to do in the past. Uh, you know, obviously Adam Korsak you know has has gone you know f- 50 years without getting a touchback. <laughs> so I mean, he, if he could pin the if he could pin if he could pin other te- opposing teams you know deep at their own you know, end of the field again. I mean, that only, that only helps the offense. I mean, it helps the defense, which, you know, it could it could ultimately help the, help the offense as well if they can, you know, get short short field. So, um, you know, special teams is going to be, is going to play a huge factor in how, of how Rutgers, you know, does this season. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have anything you wanted to, to add before we sign off here? You've kind of gone a little long. Uh, packed this with a lot of information for our fans. Um... No, I don't. I don't really think anything. Obviously, uh, I'm going up to Boston on Friday. So, you got any food recommendations? Uh, I know we posted a couple from the Boston guy, uh, our Boston mm-hmm. rivals guy, on uh, the war room last week. But anything to do up there? Just because 
I mean, I'm going to Fenway. I'm going to not any, wear any Yankee gear. I'm sure I'll get pissed, but I don't feel like risking <laughs> that one. Um, yeah, no, probably a good bet there. Yeah, that's, re that's really it. I mean, um, I'm interested to see what this team looks like. Um, oh, yeah, we forgot to bring up the depth chart. Um, the fuck? Mm. Yeah, no depth chart. <laughs> what he's alluding to is John was supposed <clears throat> to release the depth chart, and nothing came today from the press conference. Um, I think this is the first time he's done that, not yeah. released the depth chart, mm -hmm. period. I I know I know. last year he kind of says, like, he doesn't really care about the depth chart in terms of releasing it. He was like... Every t like it like never changed throughout the season. He goes, ah, I don't know, I don't care about that. So yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, a, a lot of teams nowadays don't release, a de don't you know, release a depth chart. But um, I know the fans obviously like having yeah. it. So. Harbaugh called it like twenty year outdated or something today. Like, uh, he's he's a weird. Did you hear about what Michigan's doing for their no. quarterback depth chart? Oh yeah, Q QB. We're not naming a. We're gonna announce a starter that we're not naming a starter. It's like QB one gets to play this game, QB two yeah, that yeah. game. Yeah. three this game and it's like what the what yeah, yeah that, well, the first wild. two games are going to start two different guys and then based on how both perform they're going to name Absolutely. a starter for the game three and move it's the rest Caden. of the season just give it to Cade like you just don't want to piss off McCarthy that's all it is even even Shannon said today that more than one quarterback might might play in a, in a game so I mean that wouldn't surprise me they did that a lot last year yeah. oh 100 um, yeah so. Dave, Dave, yeah, yeah, yeah. And here comes Evan yeah. Chase Dodd Simon. <laughs> Out of yeah, we'll nowhere. see. Uh, we'll see giant. We'll see giant Langer run the ball again. Uh, so. Yeah, he's gonna play quarterback at some point this year. I'm sure. I mean, he was good with that short yardage yeah. stuff. So, yeah, wouldn't mm -hmm. surprise me if he went back to the well there. But wow. uh, all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll have another podcast later this week, I think. Um, but that one's a bit of a surprise. But uh, for the rest of us, uh, thanks again for listening. And this is another episode of the Night Report Podcast signing off. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.